0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Owl and Fowl's Norwich City Football Club We Meet Again series. Uh, it's the podcast where we look back at the history between Norwich City and our next opponents. Uh, we look at the big games, historic matches, significant moments, any player connections. So next up it's one of the Premier League's most low-profile clubs, or should I say ex-Premier League's most low-profile clubs. The town is more famous for its beaches. Scenery and oh. retirees, um, or should I say students? It's AFC Bournemouth. Yes, well, you'd, I, think you'd forgotten that, hadn't you, Phil?
1: I remembered yeah. as soon as you said beaches, uh,
0: <laughs> fellow, fellow predication <laughs> packed beaches. Yes, yeah. Funny that many people come to watch the club then attended the beaches. Be... Uh,
1: yes, uh, financial fair play <laughs> floutists, um, but a, Ooh. One, a okay. wonderful part of the world, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Funny enough, I. I did get a little bit of stick because um, obviously I did the um, the article on my football writer last season when we were both in the Premier League. And I, I did paint a picture of Bournemouth being this very homely club that most Norwich fans would be pleased to see doing well. And I did get a few comments on that saying, well, actually, I'm not pleased because they're being bankrolled by a Russian millionaire. yeah. I,
1: I sympathise with that point of view. Uh, but I suppose the flip side of that coin is that... Uh, if we had a Russian billionaire chucking money at us, we'd be very pleased about it um but yeah, a decent side. they played nice football, I like how um yeah uh yeah, so fair play and
0: and they they had the, well they obviously went up with us originally back in mm-hmm. fourteen fifteen yes, so what's that four or five seasons they had in the Premier League what? and they were comfortable all those seasons really weren't they obviously other than last year.
1: I remember the season they went up. I remember we played them at home early doors that season, fairly early yeah. on. Yeah,
0: and I think I th- we beat them, didn't we? I think we drew, yeah. but I right. think, but, yeah. think, but
1: I wouldn't bet my house on that. I think we drew, and I remember thinking to myself that um, there's not going to be many better teams than that we played that season. Uh, and uh, I remember Michael Bailey also tweeting something along the lines that it will be interesting to see where Bournemouth finish, but then we beat them at theirs, didn't we? Yeah. First game under Alex Neil. Correct. Cameron yeah. Cameron Drone scored a winner. I yeah. Think Johnny Harrison maybe scored as well.
0: Um, no, oh, Johnny Houseman got off? got the red. Yeah, yeah that's right. We're down to ten men, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, I
1: remember Cameron. I can't remember who scored the first goal. Then. It was a 2 one one. It
0: was. It? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Gary Hooper. So there's a, oh, okay. a, a blast from the past. A very yeah. fine striker. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember that season. I remember at the home game thinking I, I can't remember if he won or drew, but um, I do remember thinking that Bournemouth for a proper side.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, they they put eight past Birmingham that year at St Andrews. Okay. And that was the real standout result. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that year, I think they were, yeah, I think they were the best side in the league, and I think they, they I mean they, they looked pretty good in the Premier League. They looked comfortable. They. Played a good brand of football, some big scalps, didn't they? I, I know they. They certainly beat Chelsea a couple of times. I think they beat Man U at home. Maybe I certainly got points of of, of sort of some of the bigger bigger clubs and didn't look out a place really. They to me they've always been associated with the lower leagues. they, they were always, when I was growing up, they were Division Three, Division Four, uh, League One, League Two, in today's terms. Uh, a classic small professional club with a homely little stadium 2008 2009 they only stayed in the football league on the last day of the season had a 17 point deduction so they've been uh, been involved in financial problems before mm-hmm. I-, I wanted to ask you what's your what's your thoughts on having a club like bournemouth with this relatively unknown background and a a, a classic small club being in the Premier League. I I think it's good for the game, personally.
1: Um, So I personally think that the relegation and promotion is the the lifeblood which feeds our leagues. And there's not many things I think that British football does better than the rest of the world. But I do think our footballing pyramid is something very much to be proud of. You don't have to go... I mean, okay, you go to Spain and Germany; they play a refined version of football, and France as well. To be fair, you've got to say they they, they look good. Um, but actually, that footballing pyramid, when we're still getting thousands of people go to League Two games, yeah, the fourth level of our pyramid, I think it's awesome, and so I and think,
0: competitive as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. And I actually, I, I can't remember. There was a stat I saw not too long ago about that, how many of the ninety-two have played in Premier League, but. There's a huge amount. It's like, I, I think
0: half. It, I think it's late forties. Yeah, being it, corrected, but it, it's over half
1: yeah. played in the Premier League, and I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And remember,
0: filed football before the Premier League. So how many of those have played in the top flight? Oh, probably almost all of them. i say you like, could. You could really, yeah, shoot I, that stat up. Couldn't I you? mean, we we remember probably
1: Oldham Luton. Yeah, Charlton, Oxford. obviously. Yeah. yeah, Oxford. Yeah, being top flight sides. Um, Carlisle, yeah, they a throne one. Right of, yeah, so uh, yeah. it's it's great that um, I think it's lifeblood, and uh, I I personally relish it. Yeah, I, I think it's
0: I think it's great that a club that's obviously struggled in the past, there's always been a bobbing around in the lower leagues. For them to come up and okay, if they're backed by money, then so be it. But for them to be able to come up and um, play, it just gives hope to every club in 100%. the pyramid, doesn't it?
1: Um, yeah, 100%, and I think the only sad part of it is that, uh, and as us Norwich fans know, as well as anyone, is that ultimately promotion to the Premier League is the end of the line. It's yeah. like, you know, th- your ambitions are doing more than just being promoted. Probably halts there, you know, unless he gets uh, super rich backers like Wolves, Yeah. Uh, obviously Man City, who, you know, haven't... Been a massive side over the years. Yeah. Uh, but they've had super rich backers, Chelsea as well. You know, uh, or you would establish side like Man United Liverpool. Uh or you just get lucky like Leicester. And, yeah. and to be fair, fair played Leicester. Fantastic performance that season. Was it 14-15 or 15-16 uh, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Terrific, but that is a flash in the pan. It, it rarely happens. So ultimately that is the end of the line, which is a sad part of that story. But yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, when
0: I think to get there. I think there's a lot of Kudoncson is saying that sometimes the journey to get to the Premier League is better than being in the Premier League.
1: And I think um, on the strength of this season most Norwich fans will be yeah, yeah. um, yes. uh, But also I also feel that it doesn't have to be like that. Under Lambert in the Premier League obviously we had a fantastic time. Yeah. Undeniable. I mean obviously a lot of Norwich fans will uh, view Lambert very uh, negatively but yeah. ultimately we can't deny what you did for the club. No. And that Agreed. season in the yeah. Premier
0: League was brilliant.
1: And you know although Chris Houston finished I think one place higher, but uh Bizarre,
0: wasn't it? That yeah. It, it, I think we went up like five or six places in the last two games of the season.
1: So that was it. Yeah. I think and uh i I stand to be shot down here, but I think we went I think we finished that season one place higher but with three yeah. fewer points than yeah, the previous that, season. That would make sense. But also we had like that run at the end of we beat West Brom at home and West Brom literally like set up the deck chairs <laughs> across the halfway line yeah. And then also Man City away. Yeah,
0: the Johnny Howson. Johnny Howson. Solo, oh solo effort. Yeah, yeah I, I, I uh, Files Foul, are a, a massive Johnny Howson. Yeah, fan. what a player. What
1: a player. Can yeah. we get him
0: along for the, the next podcast?
1: So I, yeah, 100%. You'd like that, wouldn't you? And I feel that when we sell players, it should be with some sort of like fair usage policy. You know, so like if you sell Johnny Howson to Middlesbrough, fair enough, but you can't use him as a right-back. If you're going to use him as a right-back, we'll just we'll just have him back. He's yeah. you know? a centre midfielder. Yeah. You build a team around him. You don't stick him at right-back. It's very frustrating. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. so it's funny, isn't it? But I think that under Lambert showed that actually it doesn't have to be a terrible season being in the Premier League. It can be exciting yeah. and yeah. successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we've seen that. Obviously, the glory years under Mike Walker. Yeah, well, Sheffield yeah. United you know, this season, you know. You got to say yeah. Sheffield
1: United have been brilliant this year. Fair play to them. Chris f- Wilder, what a manager!
0: Uh, yeah, fair play to him. I really like him. Yeah, he's he's nailed it, hasn't he? I think the problem is, and Bournemouth have really shown this in that, and I'm thinking Swansea, I'm thinking Stoke, West Brom to an extent in that it's going to catch up with you one day. Like you can be a consistent good Premier League club, but eventually it will get you, and. They were, all, they were all sort of consolidated Premier League clubs. Yeah. And they, they just, they had their season and they, they went down. And it, it, it was with Bournemouth, unfortunately, last season.
1: I'd agree with that. And I think that if you look at the Premier League, anyone up to probably Tottenham feels unsafe. Even yep. as a Leicester fan, my, my good friend Ben is, probably still thinks that they only won bad season from a, re- a relegation, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, so it's a tough one, and that's the thing. So it did catch up with Bournemouth, yeah, you're quite right.
0: Yeah. And it will catch up with all of them, I'm sure, like even the club secure, like Burnley. Yeah, it will Wolves. get them. Yeah. Wolves, yeah, it will get them one day.
1: Everton's the one, isn't it? How, are they still yeah. just surviving and doing what they do every
0: season? Yeah, no. Uh, I think they've only. So I wrote the article last season on Everton, and I think they've only been relegated once in their. Hundred and forty-year history. Yeah,
1: they're one of the most successful top sides yeah. from that point. Them,
0: right them and Arsenal are the yeah. They they're just been in the top flight forever. So, Bournemouth. Um, obviously, we always kick off with looking at when we last played them and two two games. We actually got four points off them in that Premier League season. I I don't think it would be a massive put my neck on the line to say that's probably the most points we got from any club. It certainly,
1: last four. Yeah. We didn't yeah. double
0: anyone, did we? Well, uh, no. no. Uh, oh, Newcastle, we got four, didn't we? But uh,
1: yeah, Newcastle got four. The only other team we beat away... Everton. ...was Everton. Obviously, we lost at home to them. Yeah. So, we got three from them. Man City, we got three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what a day that <laughs> uh, was yes. as well. Fantastic.
0: Uh, it was, wasn't it? Uh, One of
1: the few we had the pleasures of actually sitting beside each other. It was, now, yeah. In the second half, anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was something else, wasn't it, that day? Yeah, great. So, yeah, four points off Bournemouth. Now, I... I don't even remember the nil-nil at their place came the first game after the filler thrashing at home. Yeah. What a time to get a clean sheet. I think that was huge.
1: And um, also, um, I may have been remembering this incorrectly, but did we not have Tetti at centre-half? That we game? did, yeah. Um, I was... So, basically, uh, a bit background about myself is that I do tend... I work in retail, so... Going away is a rare treat for me, uh, so I didn't see the game. Uh, therefore, um, but I remember Tessie playing centre half, and I think we restricted them pretty successfully. And
0: yeah, I think we—I don't know—Fark tweaked it a bit, but we were a bit more dogmatic, and yeah, yeah. No, we sort of I think probably so. got men behind the ball, filled the gaps. Because Bournemouth, um, Bournemouth uh, always have a few goals in them, don't they? I, don't I was worried. So. I must admit.
1: But spent a lot before. of money, haven't they? To be fair, they've they've spent a lot of money on, yeah. on players who've not quite, uh, you know, maybe gone on to um, perform quite how they should do. Uh, but
0: Andrew uh, Sermon was, oh, was in there, wasn't he? I liked oh, yeah. him. Yeah, uh, he for me he was probably the pick of the Lambert midfielders um, for quality. Well,
1: David Fox is for me. Yeah, I'm a huge David Fox fan, but yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. So oh. I thought I felt Sermon. Didn't quite fit the Lambert system, but as a footballer, fantastic. Yeah. A genuine footballer. Like, yeah, had pedigree about him. Uh, well,
0: he's performed consistently in the top flight with Bournemouth now. Yeah,
1: and you've got to say fair play to him from that point of I know view.
0: he, I did, I did read, I think he's been released.
1: Uh Yeah, so I, I guess it's sort of like early mid-30s now. So yeah, like, oh, I mean,
0: I, I, I don't know, I don't think he'd be a right fit for Norwich, but. I would take a punt on him. Some some team, championship level could be worth having him in there.
1: The thing is, with Sermon, he's he's got like um his game didn't rely on pace, did it? He? he wasn't a fast player. No, he's just a very technical player, clever player. Yeah. So, from that point of view, you still feel he could do a job for several years. Like yeah, you know, almost like Teddy Sheringham. And like I know it's a different player to Teddy Sheringham, but as a player that didn't rely on pace, he kind of like he hasn't got that to lose. So yeah. Um, I thought he was a terrific footballer.
0: Agreed, yeah, yeah, but he went quite. Don't like him quite enough to bring him back. Um, There wouldn't be a role for him, really, would there? With I just feel a congested midfield now.
1: I'm not a fan of bringing back ex players. Like I just don't think it. I think it rarely works out. So obviously, Chris Martin is the talk of the town at the moment in terms of the fact he's on a free. Uh, I just you know. Yeah, I I agree with you. Actually, we've had his best years. He's had his best years as a very good footballer, Premier League star, um, you know, move on from Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I thought that was a massive nil-nil. First clean sheet of the season. And then, OK, so I know 100% sure that Bournemouth's the only club that year that we kept two clean sheets against. It must um, be, must not it? The, One, We won 1-0. Um, famous for the uh, the uh, handball.
1: Handball and to Godfrey on VAR.
0: And um, yes, yes.
1: Which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um yeah, so do you think, remember the handball? Yeah, I do. So Duda chipped it in from twenty odd yards out, didn't he? Keeper came out, I believe, didn't claim it. I
0: think keep the keeper came out to block Pookie and the ball yeah. landed at Duda and he just lobbed the keeper and it was
1: And was it Cook, was it who handed I think so, it? yeah. Yeah, it was all uh that I think it was either Duda's first game or first home game, but I actually felt Duda looked a genuinely good player. I heard, I've
0: heard, i heard that he, he played well, and I think there's a lot of positivity that he could be the key, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, and um, I felt that he was a very good player, actually. Obviously, he was, because he showed it in that game. Um, so, he had it in him, uh, whether loan signings necessarily bed in for the fight in that yeah. sort of situation, or whether psychologically um, he just wasn't... You know, it takes a little bit of time to adapt to the Premier League, so... I don't know, but um, he did play very well that game. He looked a genuine player. And yep. uh, denied by the handball, it seemed obvious. It had a VAR check, as is the standard in the Premier League now. It was one of those things I was at the other end of the pitch thinking, well, I don't know what we're checking here. It was just obviously was, a handball. Was
0: it obvious? Could you see the ball move?
1: Yeah. Uh, the only thing from where I was at the upper Barkley end. Yeah. Is that I, I, I was unsure whether it was inside the box or not, but on replay it was, it was just because of why they were checking it, I was trying to think of reasons why they're yeah. checking it. But it was so obviously miles inside the box, it wasn't even. I mean, I think it's coaches and yeah. six yard out of the 18 yard line, so it was, it was just a penalty. Um, I can't remember who scored it though. was presume
0: Pookie was it? Or? It was Pookie. I think he, he put it down the middle Yeah. quite hard. What's that, his last goal?
1: Uh could well have been.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Yes. maybe. Well, it probably was, actually. Yeah. I mean, it was only a few weeks before lockdown, wasn't it? And yeah, it wasn't that long, it He been, hasn't yeah. scored since then. And such a shame. I think beating them 1-0, big three points first, kept us sniffing around in the hunt, didn't it? To Especially against a,
1: uh, a fellow relegation side. And yeah. I believe that was one of the few times, maybe the first time that season, we'd actually taken points off a yeah. fellow bottom side. Good
0: point. Yeah, we... Yeah, that was our downfall, really, wasn't it? Yeah, that mini-league they talk about. Yeah, we finished,
1: well, bottom of the
0: Bottom of the league yeah, and the mini-league.
1: Yeah, basically. So that was a um, shame. Um, but yeah, Ben Godfrey obviously got sent off. With first, probably...
0: first time a referee had consulted the TV yeah. on the touchline, wasn't it? And you're Which finished... is what everyone wanted to do. Yeah, I think that's it should be almost compulsory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I almost don't think you need someone... To Speaking into his ear, I think if he's got any doubt about anything, he goes and watches the replays himself.
1: Uh, agreed. Yeah, I think that's fair. And did you also think it was red card? Do you think that's a fair enough decision?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we touched on that a couple of episodes ago. I think it was, I think Farr worked in that case.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think um, I remember watching the tackle in real time. I remember a couple of guys around me thinking, "Oh, that's, I don't want to check it out on VAR for that. That's a fair enough tackle." Yeah. It was just at the end of the day, um, I understand their point of view. He went in studs up and. I think so, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, and
0: it's know. late, wasn't it? I think it was one of those typical challenges where it was on the touchline and the defender had already played the ball and then he yeah. he, he just came in late. And he,
1: it was frustrating, I felt, because it was an. Un- it was near the bench, challenge. which was, yeah, it was. It was always problematic, a isn't it? You 100%. Know. And it was a frustration for me. We were. Uh, one and up in relative control of the game and we're just seeing it out and and now,
0: and now we've got a a centre half suspended.
1: Exact centre half suspended yeah. for three games which is obviously the position we were most suffering with yeah suspensions and well injuries really and um it was just such an unnecessary challenge. Uh you just it's all about giving the referees the chance to make a decision, isn't it? Yeah. It's so annoying. I remember watching it thinking to myself, you know what? Wow, I might have a look at this.
0: Did he did he get a yellow originally then?
1: Um I think so. I can't remember if it was a yellow card or no card, but it was definitely overturned on, on yeah. video replay. Uh, and I felt rightly so. Um but you know, Ben Godfrey is a young lad, he's com- yeah, is a is a competitor, he's gonna make mistakes. You're you gonna be
0: late on challenges, aren't you? You know. Yeah. It's, and it's the nature of the game, isn't
1: it? It brings us on to kind of like it brings me on to one of my bigger gripes is that you can't make 50-50 tackles anymore without one player getting a yellow card, which I don't think is fair. Uh, whilst also challenges which uh, where the player makes no attempt to play the ball. Yeah, A yellow card doesn't feel enough for that for me. Um, but yeah, so I felt it was a knife no from Ben Godfrey. You gave the referee a chance to make a decision and uh, the rest yeah. is history.
0: So Bournemouth, they were... Did you know they uh, they were called Boscombe FC up until 1972? I did. Did you? Not. Yeah, that, that that makes more sense. <laughs> we played them um, quite a few times in the early days. Division Three, safe. You wouldn't know this, but on Boxing Day 1946-47 season, they beat us 6-1 at Cara Road, and that was a club record home defeat until a certain day in 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seven one against Colchester. Yeah. yeah. Strange, but so if I'd have said to you, in our history, our two record de- home defeats have been at Bournemouth and Colchester, yeah, you have been, oh. wouldn't have guessed one of those, let alone both of them. I uh, mean. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I
1: totally agree with you, hundred
0: percent. Yeah. So yeah. So they beat us six one. Now, a little bizarre twist here was that in those days, we used to play or teams played Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Right. OK, that's the tradition. And you played the same team.
1: OK, yeah.
0: So they beat us 6-1 at Carr Road on Boxing Day, but the day before Christmas Day, we had beaten them 1-0 at their place. Oh, really? So okay. <laughs> that doesn't really make much sense, does it? No. I I wanted to... Two things I want to ask you here. What are your thoughts on name changes? So I think the Boscombe FC changing to Bournemouth was, of course, a, a, a particular issue with the fans. I think it's got a natural progression but one that jumps to mind is Hull. Do you remember they tried to change their name the to Hull Tigers and yeah. didn't go down well. Um yeah one I'm thinking of is Cardiff. Cardiff didn't necessarily want to change their name but they Oh, the kit. I I did a book review on Cardiff and a really shocking period in their history where the colour of the kit was changed, the badge was changed, the nickname was changed and yeah, what, what do you think on name changes?
1: I suppose the big difference between Bournemouth and Bo- <laughs> Boscombe... Uh, Boscombe, what was best Bos-
0: Boscombe, which is a... I think it's a suburb of Bournemouth, okay. so probably where the ground sits.
1: I suppose the big issue is that there's... Uh, when they change the name, there's, there's very few years of history there. Yeah, I suppose exactly. that's the big thing. I, yeah. and I suppose, like, you know, Hull FC although, or AFC, isn't it?
0: And um, I guess, you know, I don't want to... Um, don't talk to the Bournemouth fans, they're obviously very passionate, but I guess certainly at that point in their history, that it's probably a lot more of a passive supporter yeah, group, like so I, they, they, I can't imagine them kick kicking up off. too much of a fuss, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I, I think that's the thing, I think back then, Bournemouth wouldn't have had, or Bosco wouldn't have had a lot of opportunity to develop their history, because footballer, they'd be going around probably, you know, 20 years when did they change the name was it not
0: well they actually changed their name in 1972 so they oh okay they They did have a lot of history albeit at the lower level
1: I suppose it's a big deal I suppose with with Hull and the whole type I mean you're fundamentally changing at at, at, you know a hundred odd years of history
0: yeah yeah it's a lot more
1: I mean I don't like it I think it I think it verges on the whole franchise kind Uh, of world in which you see in American sports I don't Get how you can have a team uproot from Florida or Orlando yeah. and move yeah. to like Texas or whatever. I
0: don't a uh, team I, like uproot from Wimbledon and start up at Milton Keynes. This
1: is yeah. it. So one of my friends, Charlie, who's a very passionate Wimbledon fan, obviously followed the crazy gang through yeah. there. You know, ever since they were ever since he's a football fan. But um, then obviously MK Don's appeared. Uh, well, Wimbledon. Yeah. So we played Wimbledon at MK as. Uh, well, hockey be scored and our yeah. championship winning side that year? Yeah, I, um, I was there. Yeah, I in was in there the, hockey, well. the hockey stadium, The hockey stadium, was it? stadium, that's the one, yeah. Hockey, we scored a fantastic volley yeah. in an otherwise poor match, marred by a lot of wind, wasn't it? it was yeah, and they,
0: they had two red cards. So I was going to say, I thought that. it was kind of a yeah. couple red cards. Yeah, Steve
1: Holmes was playing for them as well.
0: Probably, yeah. yeah. When Still winning the old crazy gang. Knocking was. around.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I remember that, um, and that's the thing, and I feel that if Norwich uprooted and moved a couple of hundred miles down the road, 150 miles down the road, it's just not the same club, is it? It's, no. It's terrible for the area, and I'm really pleased to see, I, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Woodward and AFC, yeah. I like to see them doing well, I feel that's yeah, the yeah. proper true I think, I think
0: most most fans would agree with you there. What about I mean, that's quite an extreme view, but what about if there was a little tweak? So, say say Norwich decided to call themselves the, the Norwich Canaries, or they decided to. Is, is Carrow Road in a suburb of Norwich? It's not really. So not they, really,
1: a sort of sense. Say
0: they they decided to call themselves Norwich and Trouse. <laughs> that's the, that's ah, the nearest suburb, isn't it?
1: I don't see the point. The only point but, is yeah. for
0: marketing, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't need to. I mean, it's, it is Norwich City, or oh, you yeah. can call them the Canaries. Everyone knows the name Canaries. You
0: know, do you need to? Do you need to formalise that? Do you need to call them the, the Norwich Canaries? That, that's the whole Tigers thing. Yeah, they, they've always been the Tigers. And the
1: answer is simply no, isn't it? I yeah. mean, and unless obviously, uh, the the it was the Egyptian businessman. I can't his name, Al. I can't remember his name now. So, but anyway, I, he was like, you know, basically, it's a marketing for the rest of the world. That's the whole point of it. Mm. And get, and that's the same reason that Cardiff went red. Wasn't yeah, it? exactly. It was yeah, the colour of luck in you know yeah. Southeast Asia, or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: I get that. I get it's all about marketing, generating money. But for me, uh, the history is more important. Yeah, and I and
0: who the club represents, I guess. Yeah. So that, you know.
1: So if Norwich City become the Canaries and move to like Cambridge, <laughs> like I wouldn't care if they win the league for five years in a row. They're not, they're not yeah. my club anymore.
0: So if that ended up getting them extra income in fire. America's or the East. it becomes irrelevant to you there. Yeah, personally, it's, yeah.
1: because I, I think what's the end game? Like the end game is franchises, isn't it? That's the thing. And yeah, you know, it wouldn't, be, it, it wouldn't be conceivable that in a few years' time that you know Man City relocates to
0: Abu Dhabi and
1: you know like Liverpool relocates. Well,
0: them. they could do, but they don't become Manchester City, and do they? Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so the club disappears, effectively yeah. disappears, and
1: restarts as another. Yeah. You know, it's that's not what it's about for me. Football is about. English club you know, British clubs, whatever, England and Wales, I suppose, uh, clubs which are steeped in tradition, and history, they play yep. each other. Um, you know, I'm, I I don't want that to happen. Maybe I'm an old-fashioned traditionalist.
0: Oh no, I think most fans would wholeheartedly agree with you there.
1: But I suppose the problem is, is most fans in this country. I suppose when it gets outside of the borders of the country uh, to other other fan bases, which are paying to watch. You know. Yeah that's when it becomes more complicated Um, and there is a business element to it so it's very tough I do understand why Cardiff's owners would want to change it it is a
0: trick one. If you think if you've got say say in Southeast Asia you had 500,000 people that said they were Norwich fans and they watched Norwich on telly at what point do you start catering to that massive market All right, they're never going to get to go to see games well until you move the club over there. Yeah. Um, going completely off subject here. It was actually. Do you remember when they were thinking about playing a, a, f- a fixture in the Premier League overseas? Do you remember yeah, that got muted I
1: do remember that, and I was totally against it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was quite strange, and I think it at the time it might it would only work for three or four clubs. But I remember people saying, "Well, he wants to watch Bolton versus Wigan in yeah, you know, so Florida like, or yeah, whatever." Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: like <laughs> I, I totally get that I mean it's, I understand that they're trying to promote the game around the world but it's just not the same competition it's the American it? model yeah and it, it, it's just not the same competition and you yeah. know I mean
0: luckily it, it got kind of it, it didn't last long did it that it idea. just wouldn't
1: be viable why would it be I mean because how would it work like the 39th game who plays who yeah. why is it yeah, yeah. you know it, all of a sudden like you know why is it fair like you know say for example this season like Norwich would be playing Man City last game of the season or like in Abu Dhabi for example
0: I mean it was a waste of time playing it in Manchester can you imagine (laughs) how pointless it would have been if we'd had to play them in the Middle East
1: well especially if it would have been the third time we'd played them whereas maybe someone like Bournemouth with a drawn, you know, well
0: the league wouldn't work because Villa. It's not fair to pay Man City three times exactly. in a season. Then that's exactly you know. what I mean. It's almost like if any sort of so relevant to the fact that. But I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that was a proposal for an extra game. I think it was just going to be one off the games. Yeah, that's,
1: and that's fine. But then it brings us back to the problem. But then
0: actually. it's not home and away, is it? It's
1: exactly. You're, you're losing home advantage. It's away and away in a way. You're or you. I suppose you're potentially losing home advantage. Um, so no, I don't. I don't like that. I mean, it is. Uh, I'm not trying to sound too much like a nationalist here, but like, it's <laughs> <laughs> very hard not to. But um, I mean, it's, it's just not the competition. The call yeah. is the English Premier League. So, no, I don't like the name changes. I don't like the proposal of playing a game abroad.
0: Okay, the other point I was going to ask you is do you like this little tradition that's disappeared? What about the Christmas Boxing Day doubleheader?
1: Well, I mean, no, I don't. I wouldn't like that. I mean, I'm, I'm very much for the Boxing Day fixture as a football fan. Um, I understand that football teams are frustrated about training on Christmas Day but that is one of those things I'm, I mean I'm very much understand how e- you know economics of football works but at the same time like um, you can't physically make players play two games in 24 hours that's just not conducive for uh, you know yeah uh, for a quality match it's not fair to fitness levels injuries I mean the Christmas fixtures are congested enough. Having said that, I very much enjoyed the Boxing Day fixtures, and if you get paid 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 grand a week, then yeah, you can work on Christmas Day. Yeah, and I think fine. it'd
0: be great. I mean, it's obviously not a, a problem with fitness and physicality, as they did it back then, so... Uh, I, I, the game's changed I guess so is that true yeah, I was going to say athletes, I mean like
1: i un- understanding of fitness and, and
0: squads are big aren't they you know but yeah but they're not though are they like, I mean, like,
1: like Norris like the last game of the season against Man City like I know we had additional subs with nine players on the bench but we had two of those we couldn't field a bench we had eight players on it Yeah, two of which were goalkeepers <laughs> yeah like and like three or four never played Played first thing in football, so no, I don't, I don't, I personally don't, I don't agree with that. I think that um, it's not fair. I, I think it's just it's going to be detrimental to the quality.
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair point. So it's it's no to the name changes and no to the Christmas double headers,
1: but a, a very big yes to maintaining box today fixtures.
0: Yeah. So, we talked about the clash, at, um, Dean Court, where. In the year that we both went up, that was the first time Bournemouth had ever been promoted to the top flight in their history. So, yeah, great to see. Fair play to them. They were a cracking side that season. But, yeah, 10th of January 2015, Johnny Howson, red card. Uh, Alex Neil's first game in charge. Uh, Jerome, in wonder strike. Um, I was in the away end. Were you? Yeah, I was there.
1: Was that actually, um, was Mike Phelan in charge? And yeah, Alex Neal kind of like came
0: down. It, it was it was the um the media writer's dream in that he came down to the dugout in the second half and it was a backs to the wall and he he inspired the troops yeah. over the line. I, I remember the game, it was backs to the wall as you can imagine. The Johnny Hayson tackle. Yeah, I I can't really remember thinking either way in terms of whether it should have been a red or not, but that almost makes me think it probably was. So you know normally you can tell instantly that yeah you've been cheated and I can't remember I think it I think he gave, made the ref make a decision again like we talked about earlier but I had a great view of Jerome's strike it was a great strike it was their their first defeat in 15 and a win that really turned our season round classic account and the celebrations at the end really really said it all yeah and then we so we've only played them I think four times in the top flight uh, we actually beat them. I think that was what I was thinking of earlier when I said we won, but we beat them three-one um, in September 2015, the first top-flight game uh, against them. And I believe Matty Jarvis, remember him, had a—he either had a, a very influential performance or he scored in that game. And I think we all thought, "Hey, yeah, that's, that's this right. could be a sign of good things to come." Yeah, he played
1: very well that game. And um, he was on loan from, was it West Ham? Or was it yeah, West, West Ham. West Ham wasn't it? Yeah. So I remember like uh, he scored... Yeah, he, I think I've seen him score two goals at away One was for Wolves. <laughs> and the other one was against Bournemouth for us. Yeah. And I remember thinking two goals were fairly similar. He did play very well that game. Yeah. And I remember, because at the time we were linked with Cook, I think at centre-half. And I remember thinking to myself, uh, he's not much to worry about. And I also remember Michael Bailey... Tweeting about the fact that Bournemouth were in for a long hard season. Yeah. After that game, and,
0: I, I, and we had I, the long hard season, didn't we? Yeah.
1: And it's a sentiment I agreed with with him wholeheartedly. But actually, Bournemouth stuck to their guns and played really well and really pulled it around. Whereas we kind of, I remember going away to Newcastle that season, playing okay actually, but losing quite heavily. Yeah. And that really changed, shook up how
0: we played. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And we lost six two, and I think. It was Alex Neal's first setback. It had been a glorious seven, eight months. Yeah. It, you know, win, 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 win. And I think he he kind of, changed, that knocked him for six a bit and he he changed his style. And yeah. We never really recovered. Um, I actually wrote about that last season, talking about Newcastle and how that was, a, I felt that was a very defining moment in Alex Neal's Norwich career and also... For the club itself. So I
1: remember Wijnaldum played really well well for Newcastle that day. Yeah. And he's obviously gone on to become a league champion.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, that was a
1: funny game. And so the one thing I took from those couple of games is that Bournemouth got well beaten by us. Not hammered, but they were significantly second best. Yeah. And then we went to Newcastle and actually we played right, but got well beaten. Um, And... Bournemouth stuck to their philosophy, yeah. Whereas we really changed how we Yeah, we, we
0: panicked, it, didn't we? In yeah. a way, and
1: yeah. you know, Bournemouth eventually came out a better off for it. But you know, as we said earlier, the Premier League catches up with you, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Did you know that there's a bit, a bit of a connection between Norwich and Bournemouth in terms of ex players? Uh, so,
1: uh, Grabben.
0: Oh, no, I'm, I'm digging back further than that. Uh, so. This this was mainly driven in the nineteen seventies. Okay. Um, so thirteen members of Norwich City's Hall of Fame have been at Bournemouth, which is quite else. a significant yeah. amount. I haven't got them to to list. You you probably expect me to remember them since yeah. I wrote the book. But the key to that was uh, uh, a manager for Norwich, John Bond. Yeah. A name you you may have heard of from the I past. A few. flamboyant. Yep. A classic nineteen seventies sheepskin coat. Yeah. Cigar. Yeah. Very media savvy manager who, to be fair, got Norwich established in the top flight for the first time ever, playing really good football. He won promotion with Bournemouth before joining Norwich, and it, it's always that case, isn't it, where your manager tends to plunder his old club, doesn't he? So yeah, he bought in five or six players from Bournemouth. Ted McDougall won the first division Golden Boots. Phil Boyer was the first Norwich player to be capped by England. Okay, cool. Mel Machen came in. He was Ken Brown's assistant manager. Yeah. Um, So all in all, um, a lot of players came in at that point from Bournemouth to Norwich. There's that link between the two clubs. A little bit like um, the Leeds scenario of recent history, wasn't it? Where we seem to be buying every play... Yeah, yeah, yeah. who'd done well at Leeds, um, which I know it, it was very irritating for, for their supporter.
1: Hilarious.
0: Base. Hilarious for you, By yeah. irritating, yeah. yeah, for them. Do I you understand. think... You can understand why that happens. So I guess a manager's naturally... It wasn't the case with Leeds, but with Bournemouth, a manager's naturally going to bring in who he trusts and who he knows, isn't he?
1: Definitely. I think it's like uh, when Alex Neil came down, he brought Tony Andrew with him, who obviously... He obviously went <laughs> that but. Illustrious Norwich career. No, I think that's yeah. true. I think, I think obviously, managers uh, know and trust players, don't they? Yeah. And And, uh, yeah, that, that definitely happens. And, obviously, successfully so in Norwich's case.
0: Yeah. These Bournemouth Academy lads, they all went on to great things, hence why they're in the Hall of Fame for Norwich. And I guess, yeah, the the Leeds thing, I suppose, if you're a player, you're going to, A, want to move to a club that's in a higher division, whether they're a bigger club or smaller club. And B, it helps if you know some of your old teammates playing there, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's certainly the case for Johnny House uh, and when he came in. So was Bradley Johnson already annoyed? Uh, yeah. Player? So, yeah. Um, but obviously Johnny House moving to Norwich at the time, you know, we're Premier League side, and uh, yeah, exactly. that's a Big deal. And, that's and what the fact he, came down
0: to. he was Leeds captain and a Leeds-born player, it, it basically backs up your point, doesn't it? It's all about yeah. Ambition and money, really, isn't it?
1: And a player that probably should have gone on to even better and bigger and better things, really.
0: Yeah. His career,
1: and I suppose that highlights the how short a professional footballer's career is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd as well as what well was best years have almost sort of passed him by a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, Johnny house a fantastic player. Just, you know, seeing him ebbing away at the middle was quite sad to see, really. <laughs> He was the striker we got off of them. Um,
0: oh, what? Lu- Lu- Lucio Becchio, Becchio, Becchio yeah. yeah. It did. Funny one, actually. Didn't quite work out that one, did it?
1: I really, I remember when he was League One for, Nor- uh, for Leeds, and yeah. I really rated him. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was a fantastic player. Obviously, came to Norwich and never really got looking, did he? Yeah. I suppose. And there's, two, there's two sides to that coin. It's, like, it's ridiculous why we signed someone who we never gave a chance, which is fair. Also, the other flip side to that is that, um, you know. He wasn't given
0: a chance because he probably wasn't
1: good enough. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed. So just to wrap up, Bournemouth key season for them. They got forty million, didn't they, for a- a- Ake, the central defender,
1: which goes to show that the twenty million we were asking for <laughs> Jamal Lewis probably. Wasn't out of place. No,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean,
1: he's a great, he's great, he's a half, Thank you very much, okay? But, um, ironically, one player I signed for Norwich on chat manager, yeah. or football manager, uh, done very well for me. But, yeah, that goes to show, um, how crazy figures can get quickly, yeah. So, and probably shows that Norwich did the right thing by trying, yeah. by holding out against Liverpool's might,
0: exactly. I agree with you, and, um, Last point. What do you see next for Eddie Howe? I mean, he, if ever a manager is associated to one particular club, I know he had a brief spell at Burnley, but he was touted for some big jobs, wasn't he, a few years ago? But as far as I know, he hasn't joined anyone yet.
1: So um, I have actually got a few connections with uh, Burnley, as you well know. Yeah. And I watched uh, Burnley play Leicester with Eddie Howe as manager.
0: Was he there for one season? Yeah,
1: it may even have been less than that. I can't, yeah. It wasn't there for very long. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember it not quite working out. It was the season actually before Leicester went up. Uh, sorry, it was the season before both Leicester and Burnley went up. Yeah, uh, It was around Christmas time and I think the score was 1-0 to Leicester. It was in front of like 9,000 people. Yeah. And you would not have predicted that the two teams you're watching were the future next season's champions yeah. in second place. They look, both look pretty poor. Eddie Howe never quite clicks at... At Burnley, um, but you have to say the flip side of that coin is that actually Burn, sorry, Bournemouth played some very good football at times. Yeah, anyhow, uh, linked with Arsenal, I think. I remember, yeah, right, he? yeah, he was. Yeah, um, maybe it's a case that actually managers like players have got a uh, a shelf life yeah. and need to move on when they are at their highest value, um, because you, I don't know what good job is likely to get now. But, you know, a couple of years ago, the way that Bournemouth played, you thought, you know, you could, you could see him taking on Arsenal yeah. and getting them, you know, getting those Arsenal technicians to play yeah, yeah. the way Bournemouth yeah. played. he thought it would have been like a fantastic combination. Now you look at him thinking, well, he's going to take him on, mm. you know, which is a shame because I, I like him and I think he's got a lot of talent.
0: You always wonder, I think I read somewhere that he's almost in danger of being so ingrained in Bournemouth. Almost... Would that put a club off taking him on? Because he's yeah, he's Bournemouth through and through. And that Burnley episode could put people off. Yeah. Would he do what he did at Bournemouth with any other club?
1: And I think as someone like Eddie Howe, like Farker as well, to be fair, the way they want their team to play, it doesn't happen overnight. I think it takes time, yeah. coaching, uh, and simply you don't get that in the Premier League. Like yeah, If he was to go to someone like, I don't know... Uh, I know Everton's is stable. I mean, we've to, say, Everton, for example. Yeah. If within six or eight games he's not got them winning three or four and playing well, or two or three, but playing really well, uh, he goes, doesn't he? Yeah, Whereas yeah. Actually, he could do with going to someone like maybe, I don't know, Derby, for example, like a big championship yeah. club, but also saying, you know, you've got two seasons, you know. Yeah. You finished 14th, 15th this season like Farker did for Norwich like in the first season where we finished like if you if you you got two seasons get them playing how you want to play go from there yeah uh, and um, so you know that's the way um, I think his career will pan out but I don't know who will take him on I don't know who's available or what clubs No are. What I are mean people? I've not
0: heard any rumours as such but you'd think someone would take him on I mean he, if he wanted it he could
2: I
1: can't see him yeah. going to a Premier League side no now regrettably You've got to look around at the teams looking at managers thinking the best place he could go to is Bournemouth. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs>
2: yeah. you
1: know, it's like although, is a perfect fit.
0: Although they have promoted his assistant, haven't they? I think yeah. he's formally in charge. But yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see. I, you just get the feeling with Bournemouth it's going to be um, boom or bust. They're either going to fly it or they're going to struggle massively.
1: And a crowd, a team um, without a massive fan base, aren't they? like, you know,
0: Although you could argue that, that that's still irrelevant.
1: Definitely isn't a Premier League. Because no club's got a fan in.
0: base at the moment, have they? In the in the games themselves. Well,
1: that's very true, yeah. yeah. So, w-
0: what's your prediction? I think this is home.
1: Uh, it passed, I don't know if it's home or right.
0: I think it's a home game. So, so,
1: I've got a feeling we're not going to win the first three games. Um, just I think it's going to take a bit of time to bet in. You're pes- pessimistic, aren't you? Uh, it it does. its pessimistic for someone who's generally quite optimistic yeah. as well. So. Um, but I think I'm going to go for another draw, 1-1. One, one.
0: Yeah, I think this could be, it's one of those games that could go any way, isn't it? I think it's, yeah, I could see a draw. I'm going to plump for 2-2, two, two, just to, if it comes up, I've got more points. Uh, and that's it. So that's that's Bournemouth wrapped up. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks.
2: See you.